right, welcome again to Menace Podman. Uh, I'm Scott Keller along with Steve, Steve St. Pierre. It's NBA Week 19, though we're still in Fantasy Week 18. Uh, but yes, it's another week. Happy to be here. Hell yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, just a little note, we're actually recording here on Wednesday. Got a little something going on here Thursday when we usually record. So uh, if we're a little behind the news by a day, that's why. Changing it up. It's been a slow week, too. Very slow. Um, you know, last few days, All-Star Weekend's been over. We've just been sitting, chilling, waiting for the regular NBA games to start back up. So Exactly. We'll give you um, what we got. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the, the news and stuff and just stuff I wanted to talk about is centered around the All-Star game. But one thing first, I wanted to just, I got to tease because I never got to tease usually in these things. So we actually got a really cool partnership announcement to announce that week, next week. Yes. Cool company. It actually have association with because we started with what the company once was to, you know, get us into podcasting and stuff. So um, it's pretty cool finalizing all the details and stuff, but uh, I'm very excited to announce it uh, next week. Stay tuned. Yep. So, yeah, just moving into All-Star stuff. As everybody knows, um, not a big fan of the All-Star game. Has, haven't been for a long time. We had the one pod called We Don't Care About the All-Star Game. So <laughs> um, I think it's very known that we don't care about the All-Star game. Yet, with all that said, we're not alone either. Um, <laughs> they came out with a thing saying it's like the lowest rated. Uh, what did it say? I'm trying to find it. it hits record low TV ratings. Um, steepest since 2000. Yeah, it's been a mess. I saw actually, I, I think I retweeted it at Menace Podman on Twitter. Uh, I retweeted a, a video or a little clip, and it was a Kobe Bryant interview. I can't remember how long ago it's from. It's basically him talking about how they need to revamp the All-Star game and everything. Um, and he, he basically just said, he's like, fans want to see the best pickup game in the world with the best players on the planet, and that's what we want to see. And we, we used to see All-Star games that were actually competitive, and they yeah. were fun to watch, but just doesn't happen anymore in the, the most recent years, most recent memory. And it sucks because, you know, they've done so much to change the game. They've tried to, you know, tinker with the rules and just the overall like production and nothing's working, man. It just, you know, and it sucks too, that guys are hurt, guys are injured. They don't want to play. We'll get into some of that too, but um, yeah, it just makes it tough. But like we said, going in, you know, it's just the game itself just really doesn't matter. And there's so much other stuff to talk about and cover and watch, <laughs> That, you know, it just doesn't really, the game itself just kind of comes and goes. And I didn't watch a single second of it. I haven't seen any highlights and I don't really care to. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll come clean a little bit. I did, uh, well, I had mentioned that I was kind of excited for the Rising Stars game. And I did watch a little bit of that, but that was actually quite boring to watch. Um, and then yeah. what I still like the three-point competition. I still like the slam dunk competition. I'll talk about that a little bit more moving forward. So I did watch those two in and Yeah, I watched all that too. Um, the skills competition, I don't really care for. It's kind of no, boring to me. Um, it was awful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the other two things still pretty good. And oh, I can actually, I forgot to say this too. I did also saw a video because they were, they were talking in press about to everybody, all the All-Stars about how they can make the All-Star game better. And I saw one thing too, where SGA, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he just, he was like money talks. He's like, 
you know, give us some more incentives, give us something. I don't know if that's really the whole way to go, but there might be something to that. It might be the only way to go at this point, because like I said, they've done everything else as far as, you know, catering to different things, different players and, you know, players themselves have come up with all kinds of, you know, creative suggestions and ideas that, you know, they've, you know, put to fruition, but it just, nothing's worked. You know, it just comes down to it. it it's just a, a meaningless game uh, that nobody really cares about. And, you know, it's good for the fans. It's good for the city that's hosting, but you know, the game itself, Sunday night, it's just a meaningless game. And I don't mean to, you know, talk poorly about, you know, the product that we're covering, but it's just, you know, being transparent and honest, you know, it's a, it's a boring, meaningless game. <laughs> no, the rest no. of the weekend is, is entertaining and we'll get into some of the good stuff. So. Yeah. So I, I would say congratulations to, you know, geez, oh, look, I got that. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, the, the, <laughs> the all-star MVP, but who cares, right? He just, he was just yeah. throwing up shots. I, so I did watch some of the actual all-star game is what I was trying to get at. And I was in, I was falling asleep, basically. It was just on in the background as I shut my eyes. And like people were just pulling up from half court, just trying to make the longest shot they ever could and the things <laughs> like that. It, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was like what, what we would do before and after playing, you know, pick up in the cave <laughs> back in the day. Like I would just throw things from like across from the other courts to just see if I could make yeah. it. And that was what the all-star game was. So, but one very good thing that came out of the all-star game and Shaq said it, he said, you know, Mac McClung save the dunk competition. And I agree with that. He was, he was amazing. It's, I know there's some haters out there saying, you know, he, you know, people push off. You see things in slow motion now and whatnot, but everything he did was great. And I think he did save the slam dunk competition. It's a great story. Um, I don't personally, I, I don't want to take it as far as he saved the dunk contest, but, but that's not, that's nothing against him. That's more because he's got to do it against other people. And I just think, you know, at the end of the day, we need to see more. I mean, his story is fantastic, but we need to see bigger names in the dunk contest. Imagine if he came came back, you know, imagine if he goes back next year, but he's going up against like Zach Levine, Aaron John Gordon, Morant. John Morant. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that would save the dunk yeah. contest, but it's still a great story. He's this kid, you know, from the G League. He's only played a few games and yeah, super humble. Um, but I mean, super freak athlete. He was yep. fantastic. All of his dunks were really exciting to watch. He won everybody over in the entire building, including the guys on TV. Yep. Um, and that was great. It was great to listen to. It was great to watch. And, um, yeah, it was, it was extremely easy to root for him. Yeah, I, I guess I would say as far as saving the dunk competition, you compare it to the last couple of years, especially oh, last not year. Even close. Yeah, yeah, there was there was nothing there, and yeah, Mac McClung on his first dunk. I mean, that was it. it. All he needed was one dunk for me to be like, "This was better than last year." Like, yeah, like it's I said, already he better. Won, he won everybody over, everybody watching, everybody in the stands, um, and and rightfully so. Like I said, nothing against him at all. I think his his dunks were fantastic. Um, you know, just a, a cool guy. You could tell. Just, yeah. you know, very easy to root for. And yeah, I'd love to see him next year, but I want to see him next year against some other names too. Yeah. No, that that nice. for me, that's what would save the dunk contest. Truly. Yeah. But yeah, man, 
every every that was every first attempt for him too that he converted. None of that. Remember Jalen Green when he threw it off the backboard like fifty times last year? Yeah, yeah, like like Can't no. Have that. And McClung, it was just one attempt done. It was over. It was great. It was like, I do have to say, I cracked up because the next day I saw McClung was being added in fantasy leagues. That's. <laughs> That's fantastic. I just, it was, I just thought it was hilarious. You never know. I mean, uh, I'm sure people are out buying his jerseys and, you know, he's going to, he's going to reap the benefits of all that, but um, yeah, I'm not ready to call him an ad in fantasy just yet. <laughs> no, no, but stay tuned. You never know. Uh, and if, and if from what Shaq says, if you believe that he saved the dunk contest, maybe, you know, kept revived it a little bit. There's one guy that could have just killed it all by himself, and that's Jericho Sims. <laughs> that yeah. was that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in the dunk competition. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, with big guys, it's tough. You know, everybody's seen every dunk already, and there's only so much humanly possible that these guys can do physically. So, um, you know, he tried to be yeah. a little bit creative, a little bit original, but you know, at the end yeah. of the day, it wasn't anything that we haven't already seen. He couldn't From even rip that envelope. He couldn't yeah. even rip the envelope open. It was like, what? This is off. And there's, I've watched videos over and over again. And now I started watching it. I, I'm watching the worst dunks now, just watching his dunks, just to see the people, <laughs> see the people in the background and they see their faces. It's amazing. <laughs> if you just watch the background, they're like, what just happened? It's fantastic. So. If you go back and you do watch dunk competition, don't watch <laughs> the actual dunks. Just watch the aftermath and like everybody on, in the stands and stuff. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. And then I guess just two other all-star notes I wanted to point out. One, I saw, so they like interviewed Anthony Edwards at some point. I don't know. He was like warming up or something. I, I just saw this clip on Twitter the other, I think earlier this morning. And it's like Jamal Crawford is asking him some question about like, you know, like what, what it took and how he turned the corner from just being, you know, like the, the prime score shooter to starting to basically, like we kept saying, like he's getting better, he's passing, he's, you know, involving more people and evolving into a great player. And he just stopped talking. He just quit talking to Jamal Crawford and like the TNT team. And I was like, all right, here's the things about Anthony Edwards that I hate and his maturity level. I was like, you can you can answer that a different way if you don't want to answer it. Instead, he just stopped and they're like, can you still hear us? He goes, oh yeah, I hear you. And then he didn't say anything. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, that sounds kind of weird. That reminds me of Durant a little bit. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to give Edwards credit for was he came out and said, I don't like any of this load management stuff. You know, I don't oh, believe yeah. in that. Yeah. And I mean, he has not missed a game all year. He's been fantastic. And yeah, anybody who has him in fantasy you know, in terms of totals, he's in the top 10 because he's been so good all year and has not missed a game. So that's huge. And he's a young player on a young team that is trying to compete. So he's a guy that I think come, you know, fantasy playoff time here in the next week or two, depending on your league and, and your settings, he's a guy that's going to be really, really valuable and, and could help lead to a championship. For fantasy, yeah. so. And if I take that one step further, I actually saw something on going back to social media again, but talking about Twitter, I saw something, maybe it was taken out of context, who knows, but DeMar DeRozan, there was something saying that he said to qualify to be MVP, you should have to play at least 78 games of the 82 game season. I honestly don't disagree with that. I think it would be, you know, cause yeah, it, it's annoying when these guys miss so many games. Um, you know, we've talked 
you know, at nauseum about all of that and, and we'll continue to, but, um, you know, that, again, it's just kind of the world we live in now and, and the state of the game. That's just, that's what it is. These guys rest, they take nights off. It's, fr- it's very frustrating for fantasy. Um, but that's why you listen to this podcast. Cause we'll, you know, we'll tell you what to do and how to adjust to it. So. Exactly. And then the very last thing I want to talk about the all-star game before we put this to bed <laughs> completely, and I'll never talk about it again, but <laughs> it's, and this is bad because I know we don't like to, we try to be a positive podcast. We don't want to talk about negative things. So I'm going to start this off yeah. preface, Adam Lefko, TNT. <laughs> he's a I, right. He's the, he's very successful. He, he came from what bleacher report and yeah. reported for Kentucky news and things like that. So he's, he's very successful. I think he even won an Emmy for something and he's had other podcasts with, yeah, uh, he's, you know, Phil he's very Sims good on camera. He's got a lot of charm and charisma and all that good stuff. So yeah, but... all, all that's going for him, but man, he's got some personal things that just drive me off the wall and he put him on display during the all-star game festivities and one of the main things, there's, well, I got okay two things. One, <laughs> after the so they interviewed Jose Alvarado right after the the Rising Stars. Yeah, which games. by the way, that went way overboard. They were all over him it, yep. too much. But anyways, continue. But yeah, nonetheless, they're interviewing him, and he he called him brother, and he he said it probably <laughs> like four or five times, and he's like, "All right, brother, way to go, brother," and I was. I almost I was, spit up my water just now. It, it was it was so uncomfortable. It's like it was. I know it's not the same, but it's. It was almost like yeah, you know, he's just trying to fit in. Like he was, he was one of the brothers, and uh, he's like, yeah, brother, brother, and he just kept going on. I'm not gonna like, lie, I'm guilty of doing it too. Maybe even more than him, but I've never done it on camera. But yeah, and and then he tried. You know, what's up, brother? Gave him a handshake. You know what? And yeah, it just annoys the heck out of me. Maybe he's way over the top. He's a big reason why I don't like the Tuesday night TNT crew. Um, And they get really into like fashion and stuff too. They're always talking about like what the players are wearing and stuff. And then they wind up ultimately talking about themselves and like, here's what I'm wearing. He's really into those uh, turtlenecks and stuff. And I feel like every single night he's got to bring it up or somebody has got to bring it up. And it's like, man, I didn't turn on TNT to watch or hear about you, I turned it on so I could watch NBA games and coverage of the NBA games. Call me old fashioned, but that's what I care about when I'm watching. I want to see highlights of the games and I want to hear analysis of said games. And that's it. There's actually a podcast. I can't remember the name of it. That's solely focused on NBA fashion. And there you go. That's a perfect spot. Just have him go on there. Or go on Twitter and have a Twitter page dedicated to that. And then there you go. There's exactly. your coverage for all the other stuff. Yeah. Everybody wins. I mean, I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm going blank right now, but the uh, the comedian who does like the Fox NFL stuff and he does the little spoofs. Oh, what the heck is his oh, name? Oh, Frank, uh, Frank Caliendo. Is that his name? Well, not that guy though. I'm, I'm thinking of the other dude. Uh, I can't remember. He's in a bunch of movies and stuff. Uh I know I'm going blank, but oh, I know who you're talking about. The I can't think of his name now. He's the 
whatever. I'll have to move on. Yeah, but he would probably do a great impression of Adam Lefkoe. I could see him doing it. He would. Why, that would be the, hilarious. The name is escaping me right now. It sucks. Um, yeah. And He's then the guy the last... from The Hangover and stuff, right? Yes. In the yes. face. In yes. the yes. face. Yes. yes. What the hell I is I cannot think of that dude's name. Ah, oh, jeez. Now I got to find out. Can I do this quick? <laughs> Real quick. Google Hangover IMDb. I know this. Why are we going blank? Anyways, but also he... Uh, I can't like find it right away off the top of the IMBD. I, Rob Riggle. Robert Riggle. Thank you. Jeez. Yep. Rob Man. Riggle. Okay. Anyways, he'd do We're a good. Adam Lefko impression. But also Adam Lefko, he started touching people. And I don't know if anybody saw that either, but like he would interview like before McClung went to the finals, he like he like touched his shoulder and stuff. And he did it to Buddy Heald before the three point championship round. And then also after Dame won it. He he was interviewing Dame. I saw he, that one. He he touched his trophy. He touched the trophy. Like you don't touch another man's trophy. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's nuts. Anyways, yeah, it is. So. It's just um, he's he's too much. So I, I I don't I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. I mean, like I said, he's good on camera. You know, he's he's well spoken and, and all that. But yeah, just the extra stuff. I'm just not a big fan. You know, yeah, just but, a little douchey. <laughs> there it is. There I, it is. And I totally agree. Totally but, agree. But anyways, enough. Take out the start. douchiness and just stay focused on the task at hand and you know, everybody will be happy. Exactly. All right. Well, enough of that fun stuff. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. <laughs> Transactions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot going on still. We have a lot of like kind of carryover um, you know buyouts and signings and stuff like that and some of the ones that we talked about last week wound up coming to fruition uh we'll start off first with russell westbrook he um did officially get bought out by the jazz and will sign with the la clippers um he was (laughs) he um did wind up getting bought out two days ago so that was uh february 20th so he should be clearing waivers pretty much any time. So I would imagine that the uh, Clippers signing will become official today. And um, like we talked about, you know, there's a chance that he'll wind up being their starting point guard. Is he going to be the, you know, vintage Russell Westbrook, you know, averaging a triple double and stuff like that? No, not on this team, not when they're at full strength, but he's a guy that I think those other veteran guys trust, you know, they all came out and said it, you know, Paul George said it, Marcus Morris said it. We want him on this team. We want him to feel like he belongs. We want him to feel like he can play his game. And um, to an extent, I think he'll have the freedom to do that. But he is going to have to really become a a team player in terms of not just creating his own shot. He will legit need to create shots for other players. And he'll need to do that more than scoring himself. He's really going to have to, you know, take it upon himself to be this team's floor general, to be the floor leader, to be that guy that can have the ball in his hands and facilitate for everybody else, to get Kawhi yeah. better looks, to get PG better looks, to spread the ball around, get other guys involved, Zubats, um, you know, everybody. They're all going to have to, you know, they're all going to have to, you know, basically work to get the best looks that they can offensively. And then defensively, you know, just keep bringing the, the energy and, 
you know, but he'll help them match up better and, and all that good stuff. So I think yeah. it's a really good fit. I think so too. I think just a more energetic Reggie Jackson because Reggie Jackson was a pretty good floor general and I think yeah. he did, did his purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think if Russ can take on some of that and then have the actual Russ stuff, yeah, they'll, they'll be good and it should be a great move. I know, uh, I think ESPN tweeted something about him giving him, so you know, the, the Russ era is over in, uh, la and then uh cp3 and a couple other people who the heck was it came to his defense you know on twitter and basically you know don't don't talk crap about him <laughs> yeah and i mean so. you know he has holes in his game we know about the shooting we know about the turnovers and stuff like that but you know they've surrounded him with plenty of shooters and plenty of talent you know we talked about the other guys that they went out and picked up you know, now it's just going to be a matter of putting it all together, getting these guys in practice, getting them to gel and develop that chemistry. I think they'll be able to do it, you know, and, and I agree with you. You said that you had the Clippers winning the West yep. this year. Still do. Um, it's, I mean, in terms of talent, overall talent from top to bottom on a roster, it's hard to argue against them or pick against them right now. They're absolutely loaded. Uh, we've talked about all the guys that they went out and got and, and, adding to the players that they already have top to bottom. It's a really stacked roster. Yeah. And, I just, um, I still feel the West is just not that strong. Even you have Denver up there and they're kind of in their own little bubble, but I don't think and they're is that good too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, you know, show me what you can do come playoff time. You know, Same with Sacramento. Like, yep. I mean, all three of the top three teams yep. in the West are, like you said, unproven. So, And, you know, Phoenix, they got Kevin Durant, but yep. Durant has yet to suit up for them. So, Correct. I mean, they're going to be in the same boat. They're going to have to develop that chemistry, and they're going to have to do it, you know, relatively quickly here. So um, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I like the Westbrook signing. I think it's a really good move for the Clippers. And I think even though he's not a perfect player, I do think that he fits in about as well on that team as you're going to be able to find, you know, like I was saying last week, I thought Kyrie Irving would have been a good fit on that team too. But of course, you know, yeah, he's a good talent wise. He's a good fit for just about anybody. I think with um, the Westbrook thing too, like who else were they going to bring there? I don't know. That's just who it. There wasn't anybody it. else. There wasn't so, anyone. So what worst case scenario is what doesn't work out. You don't, he doesn't play. Like, yeah. And again, like, you're signing him now mid season. So you're basically just giving him the minimum and just, you know, he adds, he, he, he's a, he fills a roster spot yeah, and that's it. So, I mean, if it, if it doesn't work out or if he gets hurt or something, you know, it's, you know, they have other bodies, they have other guys that they can use. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, also Kevin Love, we talked about him and, you know, being bought out by Cleveland. He did officially wind up signing with the Miami Heat who also signed Cody Zeller. So Zeller's back in the NBA now. Um, and those are two big guys, two veteran big guys that Miami desperately needed. Uh, but like we said last week, the, the big question is, can Kevin Love stay healthy? I'm skeptical, but again, for the minimum, it's worth a try. Yeah, and, roll the and, dice, go for it. Yeah, and there wasn't anybody else out there, you know, at this point who was going to be any better or any I need that drop. I need that drop. Roll the dice. I'm I'm going to record that today. There you go. That'd be sweet. I'm going to take like a, a dice cup and just shake it in front of the mic. That'd be, that's going to be good. That All is right. a good one. <laughs> that is a real good one. Yeah. Um, Patrick Beverly. So we talked about him because there were rumors that he was going to wind up signing with the Timberwolves and going back to Minnesota. But instead, he wound up signing with the Bulls, his hometown Chicago Bulls. 
And he said it was between them and Golden State. So that <laughs> he said, he, <laughs> yeah, and he said what he thought Chicago was a better chance because the East was so weak. Yeah, he said the East is weak. He wants to uh, be that spark for the Bulls to try to get them into the playoffs. He wants to eliminate other teams from the playoffs. He's excited to play the Lakers because he wants to knock them off. Um, he says he's going to be on Zach Levine's ass. <laughs> so, that's going to be fun to watch. And I like it. I think it's going to be good. You know, um, we'll get to some more Bulls news here in a little bit, but they're going to need that push. I mean, if they're going all in and with their roster, you know, they are, they didn't wind up trading anybody. They didn't, they weren't sellers or anything. So at this point you just go for it and just see what you can do. It's not like they don't have offense. They need the defense help. That's where they need the help. They need the defense and they need just the passion. They need a Patrick Beverly. They need a guy that's going to come and be vocal. Um, you know, just put it all out there, lay it all on the floor. And kind of like we said last week with how he was in Minnesota, like really just spark that fan base and has, has he ever had any them fantasy? over? Have you ever had like fantasy value, Pat Bev? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just he's, like the steals and stuff. Or yeah, he's a good like in terms of like per minute, he's always been really good with um, not only steals but like blocks, rebounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's usually a pretty decent three point shooter. Um, you know, depending on the minutes, he's usually good for like 10 to 12 points a game, but it is going to be tough in Chicago. They do still have a lot of guards. They do still have Goran Dragic for now yeah. uh, because they did need to waive somebody to make room for Pat Bev and they wound up waving uh, Tony Bradley. So Dragic is still on the roster. There is still a chance that they waive him. Um, like we said, players have until the end of February to be released by their current teams in order to allow them to be eligible for the playoffs with whatever new team they, they join, but they have to be waived or released by the end of February. So we've still got another week or so. We'll see if uh, anything winds up happening there with that, but you know, they still have so many other guards too. Um, And obviously, you know, their main guys are DeRozan and Levine. They're going to have the ball in their hands a ton still. That's not going to change. Um, guys like Ayo Dasunmu, um, who else am I thinking of? Uh, Caruso. Caruso, yep. Alex Caruso. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of guys on their perimeter. So, you know, Kobe White. Yep. But uh, Pat Bev is just going to add to that list and just give them another option. They can go big. They can go small. You know, they kept Andre Drummond. So they've still got, you know, plenty of size. Patrick Williams, they got a lot of versatility. So, you know, at this point, just go for it, see what happens. And, um, you know, they can always try to blow it up in the summertime if things don't work out. Exactly. I guess also with uh, Chicago, they they finally announced Alonzo was done right for the year. So, yeah, yep. Um, I was going to kind of get to that in our news segment, but yeah, we'll no, just put it gotcha. out there now. You know, he had the left knee surgery. He's been out all season, and they did formally announce that he will be out the entire season. So he's not coming back. So all the more reason to pick up a Pat Bev and just, you know, yeah. know hope for the best. Um, Will Barton, we talked about him. He did officially get bought out by uh, the Wizards. 
and he hasn't signed with anybody yet. So we'll have to kind of see. I know you brought up the Celtics as a possibility. Correct. Yep. And uh, that would be a good fit. It would make a lot of sense, you know, but as of right now, he remains unsigned. Um, RJ Hampton was waived by Orlando and will sign with our Detroit Pistons. And I like that. I like that pickup. I think um, Troy Weaver's just done a great job of just taking flyers, taking flyers on these cheap lotto picks, you know, and just throwing them out there. That's what you do when you're a really bad team. Just take flyers on young guys and just toss them out there and get a look at them and see if there's somebody that you can build around or not. If they look like they're worth keeping, cool. But if they're not, you're not losing anything by just, you know, plucking them for whatever or, you know, picking them up off wire or, you know, just give these guys an opportunity and see what they look like. So I'd, I'd be hitting the roll of the dice again right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that. And then um, we'll get to your guy here, Myers Leonard, yep. back in the NBA, signed a 10-day contract with the Bucks. Yes, Myers Leonard, we all know, had his, uh, what was it, the Call of Duty he was playing yeah. or something while he was rehabbing. and uttered the. He actually, I read it because I knew there was things about him. I didn't read um, all the details on him as of late, but um, it, I actually saw what he said. I didn't even know that was a word <laughs> or a derogatory statement towards Jewish people. Um, obviously, maybe he did or heard it somewhere. So, To be clear, um, though, I've never used it. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, but yeah, I, I assume the same for you. Yeah. I had never used it. Never heard it. I didn't yeah. know what it was. Um, yep. but I, but so. I educated myself a little bit this morning and checked it out and saw what that was. So, um, yeah, obviously yes, an awful thing. Um, but, but to I, his credit, he has worked hard to try to, you know, not exactly. just repair his image, but legitimately reach out to that community. And I was going to say, I, he, he, I don't know how I would pronounce that, but, uh, because <laughs> I don't want to see now we're talking about the, the Jewish stuff and I don't want to pronounce yeah, it wrong. Careful. sound like I'm awful. So I don't want to say something bad here, but a house in Illinois. Uh, so he, he, uh, well, he attended a dinner with Holocaust survivors. He's yes. had conversations with Jewish leaders, participated in programs, distributing meals to Jewish families in Miami. He's done a lot of stuff to kind of hopefully right his wrong. And out of all the people and the way he's handling this, he definitely deserves a second chance. I, yeah, man, I you think. can't ask for anything more. And in terms of basketball talent, he, you know, I really liked him when he was on Portland. I thought yep. he looked really good, had a ton of upside. He went to Miami and he had some moments, um, you know, and I think he can really help Milwaukee right now. We're going to get into Giannis's situation here, but they have some injuries right now and they're going to need some size. They're going to need a uh, little bit depth in terms of, um, you know, their front court. They're going to need pretty much all hands on deck here. So, you know, we'll get into that, but yeah, it, again, it doesn't hurt. You know, they gave him a 10 day contract. So he'll come in for 10 days. He'll play a little bit. He'll practice a little bit. We'll see how he looks, you know, and then you go from there. It doesn't hurt to just take a flyer on him. And if it doesn't work out, there are other guys out there that they just turn around and sign instead if they want to. So, and then depending, I know you're going to get to this, but depending what happens with Giannis here in the next couple weeks or whatnot um he may get <laughs> some really good time to shine there <laughs> in milwaukee yeah. maybe some extra floor time so yep for sure um just a few more transactions to bring up here um 
Frank Jackson and Chris Dunn are both now back in the NBA because they both signed 10-day contracts with the Jazz. You want my towel? (laughs) Which is an interesting situation there because they have some injuries and we haven't heard any updates. Um, I know Colin Sexton uh, left their last game back on February 15th at Memphis. He only played four minutes, but he, um, he got a left hamstring injury did not return and we haven't heard anything else, but um, if he's going to be out for an extended period of time, we talked about this off air, this is going to open things up for their backcourt. You know, they obviously wound up getting rid of uh, Westbrook. They never kept him. And, you know, they obviously traded Mike Conley. So they're running out of guards. So, I mean, both of those guys, Jackson and Dunn could get some decent run here. I mean, they still have Jordan Clarkson. He'll handle the ball a lot. Um, they have Taylor, Taylor Horton Tucker, who's coming off a really good game. Uh, that same game, February 15th against the Grizzlies, he had 15 points, seven boards, seven assists, two blocks, two triples, played 32 minutes, and he handled the ball a lot. So um, he's a guy right now, he's probably a pickup at this point just because they're running low on bodies so uh but we'll really have to see what's going to happen there with sexton if he winds up missing time i think all those guys might be worth a look at least in terms of streaming yeah utah's an interesting team i know you look at the we talked about the western conference and how that all looks out and then they're all kind of bunched up in those top top 12 teams or whatever um and definitely what three four through 12 Um, but i utah is one of those teams just doesn't seem like they're going to be in the picture here at the end. No, and so, I think that's why they signed those guys because yeah. they might be waving the the white flag. You know, they might be saying, "Hey, you know, at this point, we've traded everybody, we've sold everybody off, and now our our best guard is hurt." You know, like I said, if he's if he's day to day or whatever, it might not be a big deal. But if he winds up having to miss any kind of extended period of time, you got to figure they're just going to say, "All right, screw it." You know, let's shut down Olinick and. <laughs> let's just as long as they keep playing our boy kessler um that's all know, that matters just, honestly yeah play kessler play marketing clarkson yep. whatever and then just play the, all the young guys and just keep you know plucking people from the g league or wherever giving them giving 10 day contracts and yeah they're not know, too just, far away they're they're just a couple of years from yeah exactly they can come really back really next good. year yeah they get a couple pieces they can come back next year and really make some noise so uh it's been a really you know impressive season for them you know win or lose at this point the fact that they're in the mix you know we thought they were going to be a team that would just flat out tank um, and they've been competitive up until now like you said they're a half game behind the thunder for the 10th spot and you know that would be the play-in tournament so yeah they're right there uh, but they do need to get everybody back at this point and, and yeah olenic had a monster going. game too right before the break i remember yes, right did. i don't yes, remember the did. line but he, it was same game, same game, February 15th at Memphis. Yep. He had 28 yep. points, 14 boards, six assists, three triples, shot 56% from the field and 100% from the line. So yep. uh, 37 minutes, too. So big game. Yeah, and uh, even with those 14 boards, I believe Kessler still had double-digit boards, if I remember right. Yeah, Kessler's um, just been awesome. He had uh, 10 points, 14 boards, yep. three blocks. He played 33 minutes. So good to see those two playing together. Hopefully those guys and Markkanen can keep playing together in the front court. 
and they can just keep shuffling the guards around a little bit. Um, but we'll see, man. And, and again, just keep an eye on that situation. And if you own any of those other guys on the Jazz, you know, just keep an eye out because at any point they could turn around and wave the flag and start sitting people. You'd hate to yeah. see it, but it happens. And unfortunately, it happens this time of year when we kind of need them the most. So yeah, I'll I'll admit I love Walker Kessler so much. Fresh milk. I, uh, I even. <laughs> I was watching Walker Kessler college highlights uh, like two nights nice. ago. Just I, I was like, man, what am I going to do tonight? I was like, I'm going to watch some Kessler highlights. Like it was some really good highlights, man. He was a, he was a monster at Auburn. Shout out to him for the skills challenge too. I don't know if you saw any of that. He was like the one guy on their team who actually took it seriously and yeah. was trying hard. And yeah, I was, yeah. I was yeah, really won, proud of him. He won it for him. I, I'm always proud of him. He's yeah. He's he's the best. I'm gonna go out and buy a Utah Jazz hoodie probably here in the off season, just so there I have to rock. I'm not a big wearing jersey guy anymore, but I'll I'll support some hoodies. So I got a long sleeve jazz shirt that I got when I was in Utah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you got some family out there. Yeah. Um and then this last name, I hate to bring it up, but uh Miles Bridges. No man, no. Yeah, he um came out and said himself that he could re-sign with Charlotte in March. So that might mean at some point maybe he winds up playing this season. I don't buy any of it, and I am not touching him at all in fantasy. I've seen people running out and picking him up. That's a huge mistake, especially if your playoffs are starting like next week or the week after. That's just an utter waste of a roster spot, in my opinion. They're not going to play him. They're not going to play him. He's just, you know, we won't get into the details of what's been going on in his, you know, personal life. I'll just leave it at, it's not good. Um, And we've talked already at length about Charlotte and how much of a mess they are um, in terms of their roster and just where they're at as an organization. I'm not touching them at all. No, thanks. No, I I wouldn't either. Um, Yeah, just even the, story behind that i just don't even want to touch him for that reason (laughs) exactly so um and then just in terms of the news you know we already talked about lonzo ball um i wanted to bring up Giannis here so he's been an absolute mess and for anybody that was watching all-star weekend you could tell already he had the sprained right wrist um he had that wrist issue coming into all-star weekend so of course everybody's asking him about it Um, It turns out he avoided serious damage, but he couldn't play in the game. He he couldn't play at all in the skills challenge. He started the actual all-star game, but came right out and didn't play again. They they let him try to like, he get what one quick layup with his like one hand, basically. I mean, I didn't watch, I didn't watch or hear about that. I I think, I think you got the, like, I think it was, I'd have to look it up unless I was looking at something else. But I, I think they gave it to him for the very first play of the game, basically for an easy layup. And he kind of just dropped it. And then and that was it just so yeah. he could be in the, the stats for the all-star game or something. Yeah. So hopefully this time off has allowed him to like legit rest. Um, they play again uh, Friday, right? Yeah. Friday, February 24th against Miami. And then again on Sunday, the 26th against Phoenix and those are both home games. So we'll have to see. I mean, there's a chance maybe he winds up sitting one or both of those games either way or 
he might have some kind of a setback. I mean, they said he avoided serious damage, but it's been pretty vague besides that. So we'll have to see what's going to happen now. Um, like we said, you know, they picked up Myers Leonard. I don't expect him to get a ton of time, but, um, you know, they're still missing Bobby Portis. Yep. He hasn't come back yet. Um, they're incorporating Jay Crowder, who they got at the trade deadline. He's a guy we've talked about him. You know, I've been stashing him all year and I'm more and more excited to just toss him out there and see how he looks. You know, I'm not expecting greatness, but at this point, if Giannis is going to be out, if Portis is going to be out, that opens up a decent amount of minutes in the front court. So yeah, um, a lot of opportunity for sure. And they, it's an in- interesting time too, for Milwaukee to become the number one team on the power rankings. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're going to fall right down probably here <laughs> after next week. Yeah. I mean, they don't, you know, the Celtics look like they're in a much better position right now with their guys coming back, um, which we talked about before too, but you know, in any case, yeah. Uh, we'll have to kind of see how these guys look and, you know, who winds up playing, who winds up suiting up. But um, yeah, just keep an eye on that situation. If you own Giannis, I mean, obviously you're just crossing your fingers and hoping for oh, the no. best, especially this <laughs> close I, to the fancy playoffs. And we get some, I think I had an internet issue right there for a minute. <laughs> good we thing good? we're back. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the last, the last bit of news I wanted to bring up was just OG Ananobi. He's been out with the wrist injury, uh, but he did return to practice this week and is expected to play tomorrow, February 23rd. And I have him in uh, multiple fantasy leagues, so I'm excited about that. It's perfect timing. Hopefully he is good to go the rest of the way. And good for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah. And I guess just one non-player transaction, but coaching transaction, uh, Nate McMillan uh, relieved of his duties for the Atlanta yeah. Hawks. And I guess yeah, I it was can't. Time. Yeah, I can't say I didn't see that coming. Um, he's he's an interesting coach. Um, it was funny because this morning I was like, Nate McMillan, Nate McMillan. I was like, he's a good coach. He never really seems to get anybody over a certain threshold or a certain hump but he's pretty good and then in my mind immediately i go man he reminds me a lot of rick carlisle and then (laughs) this here's the worst part so i went right from there i was like all right i gotta look at these guys stats right so obviously rick carlisle the thing that sets him apart is a championship with dallas in 2011 so that'll that'll definitely change the perspective for everything but if there's Mm -hmm. no championship right there it rick carlisle career record 887 and 780 which is a 0.532 winning percentage. Okay. Nate McMillan, 764 and 671. And if you do that math, 532 winning oh percentage. Gosh. They are identical. Wow. Absolutely identical. So wow. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stat right there. Isn't it? Take no. that for data. You know, I've I've seen <laughs> that's going too. I've seen so many good stats lately that I've just wanted to. I I could do a whole podcast of just stats and spit them off, but there was one the other day. It was, geez, it was the Oklahoma City Thunder and their starting lineup and their age, and I think it was against, I think it was Pitt University of Pitt College, and they have one of the oldest teams in college basketball. <laughs> the the Oklahoma City. That almost every position was younger than the starting lineup for Pitt. That's funny. It was nuts. But. That's actually been pretty common the last couple of years. You can usually find a college team that's older than like yeah. you know, one or two of the youngest 
and I feel like it was it was a big difference. So I I don't know what the actual I didn't do the math for the average, but they just put them side by yeah. side. It was pretty cool. And then also, I, if you're all set with your transactions, I forgot the first thing that I wanted to mention this morning completely. Name on your paper, first thing. It, the one thing I saw before the I'm going back to the All Star game again, but they, they did the little tech. We're going thing back in with, time here. Yeah, they they had the little tech thing, um, and Adam Silver was out there with like a mod Rashad, and he was showing like new stuff in the app and whatnot. I don't know if you saw this. No. And so they so they added this thing in the app. I don't think it's out exactly yet, but you basically you can you like take your phone and do like a 360 of yourself, and it like takes the picture of you, and then you can like input yourself into the live like into a basketball game and you can like pick the player that you want to do all the motions so like walker kessler i want to be walker kessler right because he's the greatest basketball player in the nba <laughs> right now so i want to be walker kessler but yeah there's it's a it's a toss-up between those two they're <laughs> definitely my two favorite anyways so i could be either one of those guys and you like select them in the I don't know, because it's not out exactly to use yet, but you select that person, so he showed the preview. So, And it took the Ahmad Rashad with like a purple shirt and like jeans or something, and it inserted him into that player's place, and then he would do all the moves and like be in the game like doing it. It was crazy. <laughs> I can't wait to try it out. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say as far as Atlanta goes, I don't expect the coaching change to really factor into fantasy too much. I think their rotation kind of is what it is at this point. Um, I know John Collins, he entered a concussion protocol over the weekend um, after last Friday's, or I'm sorry, uh, last Wednesday's matchup against the Knicks um, back on February 15th. But um, I think he'll be back by their next game. Uh, when do they play? They play on Friday against Cleveland. So, um, you know, Friday, February 24th. I think he'll be back, but even if he's not, you know, I think it's just kind of, you know, the same guys are going to just keep playing. They'll just keep, you know, filling in for each other. So, you know, all their front court guys, whether it's, you know, Capella, Okongwu, Bogdanovich, they do have Sadiq Bay now. Um, they still have DeAndre Hunter. They still have um, AJ Griffin. So, you know, kind of, I don't really see a winner or anybody, I don't see anybody really like emerging from this. I think they're just going to, you know, I think they made this coaching change at this point just to kind of give those players a spark so that they can make a, a push to maybe get into the playoffs and not have to worry about the play in. Yeah. But you know, who knows right now they're sitting in eighth and they are three games behind Miami for the seventh spot. So I don't see them making it past Miami or New York. Uh, we talked about how Brooklyn could maybe fall, but Brooklyn right now is in the fifth spot. They're two games ahead of the Knicks between five and six. So I just don't think Atlanta is going to be able to make that kind of a run this late yeah. into the year to get into the playoffs. I think they're going to have to just hope that they stay in the play-in and actually, if you look down, we've got, you know, Chicago and Indiana outside looking in right now, but they're only a couple games behind Toronto for that 10th spot. And man, that it's real jumbled in there because Atlanta is eighth. Washington is ninth. They're only a half game behind. 
Toronto's in 10th, and they're one game behind Atlanta. And then, like we said, Chicago's next. They're two games behind Toronto right now for the 10th spot. And then Indiana's a half game behind Chicago. So all of those teams are jumbled together. Anything could happen there. So I think there's a better chance that Atlanta falls out completely versus making a run to get into the playoffs. I think they're pretty much stuck as one of these play-in teams, and they're going to have to just earn their way in from here. I agree. No, I think they're definitely a playoff team coming in. Or a play-in team, I'm sorry. I mean, they've and been, I don't, and I actually don't even see them probably winning in the play-in matchup, whatever they have. I think yeah, I mean, they've, be been, a, they've been a disappointment. They've definitely underachieved. Um, you know, when they went out and got DeJounte Murray, you know, that seemed like a perfect fit next to Trey yeah. Young. But, um, yeah, it just hasn't translated to as many wins. Yeah. I guess and, they haven't had Capella in there consistently either through the first part of this year. No, so. they haven't. And, like, Bogdanovich was out for a while. And, you know, yeah. they've had a lot of guys kind of in and out of the lineup. But at the end of the day, you know, they definitely had some sort of a disconnect with the coaching staff. And now it's on them. It's on the players. You know, they'll hire whoever, you know, I, I don't know. I guess Joe Prunty is going to be the interim coach. I'm assuming he'll stick around for the rest of the season, but I know they've already tossed out a lot of different names for, you know, potential replacements there. I don't know how legit that is as far as, you know, in season or if yeah. it's going to be after the year, but either way, I just, I don't see them having enough time to really do anything. You never know, but yeah, just wanted to put that out there. I don't really see like a, a fantasy winner to that. <laughs> No, no, I, I don't either. I think it's going to be about the same. So, Anyways, you got anything else? You all set? For... That's all I got, my brother. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would touch you right now if I could through the mic. <laughs> I don't know. That that probably didn't sound too good. on. A... <laughs> well, it's out there. <laughs> now everybody can hear that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this week, uh, obviously, with the All-Star game and the break and stuff, kind of probably a little less meteor topics but next week we should have a nice full more fantasy related show um also excited to announce that little partnership next week that should be fun but obviously you can usually listen to us every thursday to, uh, this week's is going to be out day early see you happy birthday enjoy it merry christmas um but yeah you can find us on twitter <laughs> at menace podman we'll get back to the picks here this week on or thursday so check that out. We thank everybody for supporting us and uh, leave a review, message, support our podcast if you like what you hear. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Ben Miss Parliament.